Could you put in a good word for me? No. Could you write my name on the toilet? All right, San Francisco, you know what that means. It only means one thing in this town. It means it's time for me, Carolyn, to take over the airwaves here at KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco Community Radio, KXSF.FM. Thanks, as always, to David for an excellent show. I'll tell you, coming up at 1230, I'm going to be chatting with Xene from X. So get ready for that. I am ready for it. And, um, yeah, we're going to start it out with another sad one. It is KXSF.
Suaves? <laughs>
good a doctor, he will help you. He isn't the monster I was told to. Please be careful. There is no reason to be fearful. That band is called Bikini Beach. They're from Germany. Their latest, it's called Traffic Lights from their upcoming album coming out sometime next year called Appetizer. Before that, we heard Dr. Explosion from Spain to an insatisfaction. Superiorad Morale, the name of their new record, out on Slovenly. Al Pacino's sister before that from the EP called Dogs. We heard My Friends. And we start out with a little tribute to Hamish Kilgore, who passed away a few days ago. Or um, yesterday, I guess, is when they found out. We heard The Mad Scene. That was his New York band from the 1996 record Chinese Honey. We heard The Big Setup. And we heard a couple from The Clean from New Zealand. Um, we heard Oddity coming off the 1987 compilation uh, Thumbs Off off of Boodle 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 from 1981 and starting out with At the Bottom and um, yeah I'll just say I was glad I got to see The Clean when they played here in San Francisco and also when I went to New Zealand and you went to Dunedin they have um a great exhibit of Dunedin bands at the museum. And um, that was really nice. But also when you like walk around town, there's these art displays and yeah, the clean were there. You could go. It just, it was, it was just all over the place and nice. You know, it's a very nice when you go to a town and you know, these bands and then you see all the stuff and, what not but anyways there we go r.i.p it is kxsf support for kxsf is provided by rainbow grocery a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving san francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975 rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom street visit them online at rainbow.coop KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. All right, and thanks to Rainbow Grocery for helping us out here at KXSF. Much appreciated, the support. And I'll remind you to go to our website, kxsf.fm. You can find out all the cool companies that underwrite us there and other things like the schedules and whatnot. And as I said, coming up in just moments, I'm going to be chatting on the phone with Xene from X. They're playing a couple of shows next week here in San Francisco. So you want to get ready for that. But in the meantime, let us hear from Can Kicker. It is KXSF. (laughs) 
went out into the desert. The sun did burn our skins. It was not pleasant. It was hot, but you looked hot. The stench was foul as you started to rot. In the desert sun, we were digging holes like moles. Corpse was all earthy, sand covered the foul flesh. I was so hot, and I was high. I was so hot and high.
Listening to KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco Community Radio. That was X. And on the phone, I should have Xine. Xine, are you there? Hello. Hello there. <laughs> Look at this technology. How are you doing today? I, know. I, I was like, going, can, can you really do it? Can you really make it happen? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Um, are you in Los Angeles right now? Well, I live in Orange County. I live in a town called Orange, and I'm home. Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. Oh, okay, great. And, sure. and you're coming up to San Francisco next Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we are. The Great American Music Hall. Now, I wanna... Yes, I love the Great American Music Hall. It's such a wonderful venue. It is. <laughs> now, X, I think you have like a special relationship with San Francisco, right? Is it like your second home, or... Well, you know, it was one of those places we went to first, you know, when we were very young and when all the bands were just starting out touring. And it was really exciting, you know, to go up to San Francisco, a very famous town, you know, I was from nowhere, so it was really neat. Um, well, the thing about it that was so great was there's so many great bands in San Francisco. So it was just a real kind of cultural exchange, a constant back and forth. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and still. Um, so what... Um... Can we start at the beginning? I mean, oh I, gosh! Okay. <laughs> can you remember? I well, what do you think about being like? Do you consider yourself a nostalgic band now? Do you, or is it? it I don't know. I mean, because I only listen to old music. Like I would rather listen to twenties jazz than 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 soft jazz from today. So I don't know if that's nostalgia or just what's good that lasts a long time. I mean, I don't have any nostalgia personally for my past. I'm really fond of my memories, um, but I don't live there, you know? Right. So it's hard for me to say. And we do have an older audience and a younger audience like we've always had. Um, 
we've kind of outlived some people in our audience, I think, by now, too. I mean, we're, we're getting up there. Not everybody can go to the show at our age. So um, we have to have other people coming. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think people just want to see us. And they want to experience it. And, and I think it's still pretty vital and good. So I don't know. Yeah, it's something timeless about the music, probably. So There is something people. timeless about it. And thank goodness, we were, I guess we did something right along the way. Yeah, that's it. Um, very cool, I guess. <laughs> to put mm-hmm. it to put it not so uh so uh well spoken, but um when you're when you're on stage now and you're singing a song that you wrote back in the early eighties, the late seventies, what goes through your mind? That uh some see songs that have meaning, like you could sing a Billie Holiday song. It is still going to be the greatest song. You can sing a Tin Pan Alley song. You can sing a Hank Williams song. It's still going to be a great song, right? So as people evolve over time, their experiences in life change. So maybe a song like, I'm just going to think of something really quick, We're Desperate. There was a time when we were singing that for ourselves in a small group of people, and it expanded out from there. And now you might be singing it at a benefit for some, you know, for a different reason. Or you might feel desperate about something in your personal life. Like, it might be you know, I could be having the most desperate day of my life, but it may not have to do with not paying my rent in 1980. So it just depends, you know, the evocative uh, lyric. And you also know that it's meaning something to everyone that's there in the crowd, especially. So you're playing a live show, and you see people singing along, or you see their faces. See, I can see everybody in the audience if the lighting is right, or I can at least be part of the audience. I can see faces. I can see expressions. I can see feelings. I can see people interacting when their favorite song plays and they start jumping up and down with their kid. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's just like these things that happen that make those songs alive. And, um, you know, there's some songs I, I don't care to play that much, but that's usually because they don't have an, as much of an emotional impact. You know, like musically, there may be a great song, but I don't, I don't really like just love singing it. So, you know, you're always going to have songs like that that are harder to play or easier to sing or, more fun for the audience so you know you just try to vary it up it's not about me you know it's about the audience and so we pick the songs we think really people want to hear mm-hmm. and w- when you're picking songs to do um do you try to go for like something from every album or do you kind of mm-hmm. no yeah that's interesting you know about oh, i'm gonna say 10 years ago but i could be off by two or three years we did a, a series of shows where we played each album in its entirety in order. Like the first night was like, I think Los Angeles and Wild Gift, you know, and we did that. And that was the first time in my mind, I really sorted out after playing all these years, which songs were on which record. Cause I'm just used to them being songs. I'm, I'm not used to like, I don't listen to our albums in sequence or anything. And it was so weird to me because it was like, I didn't even realize that song was on the third album. I just didn't even ever. So, um, no, we just pick the ones that we want to do and also that we think people would like. We're playing somewhere two nights. We'll try to have as different uh, a show as, as possible. So like in San Francisco, like the first night, there'll be songs we won't play the second night. Oh, that's good. So in case people are coming twice, they get to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and and, yeah, and that's, twice that's, people. that seems rare because people or bands seem to kind of do the same set every night. So that's kind of interesting. Uh. John does our set list, and he's a genius at it. No yeah. one else has ever done our set list. He's just he's so good at it. But uh-huh. here's the thing: is um, he never does the same set. We could be on tour. We could play ten shows. It'll be ten different sets. 
they might not be largely different, but it's like, can we just do the same one twice in a row so we can get used to, like, what comes next? Like, no, I think we'll start with something different tonight. So he just <laughs> likes to mix it up. I think it makes it more exciting for us and, and unpredictable in a way for us. But, um, yeah, once in a while we'll play the same set, but not very often. Yeah, definitely keep everyone on their toes, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about when you were doing a full album. Now, when you recorded the albums, did you record them in order? So, or... What do you mean? Um, like, you know, the order that they come on the album. You probably... Oh, no. I no. think what happens with almost every record is you, you just go in the studio and record your songs. And then there's the process of what are you going to call it? What order, you, what sequence are you going to put the songs in? Because you don't really know until you get in the studio. Are you going to fade this out? Are you going to have a hard ending? And when you're in the studio, I think the hardest thing in the early days was because you'd have a vinyl record only. And so you'd have like a 30-minute record or 35 minutes because vinyl can't be very long or it loses its sound quality. So let's say you have, you know, 11 songs. What side gets six songs and what side gets five songs? And you start off the first side and then you have to end the second side. It's like an album in itself. Then the second side you have to come back in because someone's going to flip that record over. How do you start the second side? You know, and how do you end the album so people want to flip it over again and play the first side? So it's a whole different, that was a whole different time of doing that. But usually you make those decisions when you're done because you don't really know what's going to work until it's finished. And, and You then, might leave a song off, so you don't know. Right. <laughs> and then when, But then when I, I was just thinking because you had mentioned that playing a whole album in it in, work, in order, work. like um, then yeah. is that a was that a new ex- or a different experience yeah. then? Because yeah. or do you hear the album now as a whole in that order? Well, you know I never I mean? heard. I never really listened to our records. So you know? you know, the thing is, yeah, it was it was not good. It was hard, <laughs> you know, because you know it was just hard. We had to learn some songs we never played live. They were just recorded songs. So I don't know. I mean. I don't, we don't think it's through too much. It's just, you know, just songs. Yeah, just songs. Yeah. I'm just, I'm personally, I'm just curious. I'm curious about the whole process yeah. of those kind of things. So yeah. that was just a little tangent for myself. <laughs> yeah, well, the process, the process is probably slightly different for everybody, but that's basically, I think, you know, I mean, some people just go in and they just, they just record live. They don't even do any overdubs, you know. I yeah. wouldn't do that personally, but I've done it, you know. My favorite thing, right? And then, and then for the listener, I guess because we listen to the album, you know, front to back, then we hear it differently. So, um, mm-hmm. so we know sure. it. We know it in the order that it comes out. In, mm-hmm. so. I guess, yeah, that's it's, true. It's a I know it's the live order. <laughs> exactly. I never even I never thought about that until just you mentioned about playing a whole album mm. in a row. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, what, and the other question I wanted to ask, I wanted to go back, you know, like re always reading about old punk things, like, um, the kind of way they present X is that John met you at a poetry reading and brought you into the band. And that's kind of like the mm-hmm. end of the story. Um, I was wondering maybe if you could tell us. How it how it happened from your point of view? Okay, so from my point of view, 
I moved to California right about the same time John did. He came from Baltimore, and I came from uh, Tallahassee, Florida. And we ended up very close proximity. He was in Venice. I was in Santa Monica. Then I moved to Venice. And so we would go to this poetry workshop in Venice that was world famous. I didn't know that. I just stumbled in there because I got a nonprofit job working there. So we went to a poetry reading this very same night. It was the first time you've ever been there. We went next door to this jazz club that was long established. I think um, Ricky Lee Jones and people used to play there. Or, you know, I don't know. Just it, it was legendary for like just people. It was kind of like a troubadour kind of place, but really tiny. Anyway, um, and we went out and we had like a glass of wine. You know, I had like 60 cents. You know, he had $2. So I went, okay, let's go, you know, and. We did whatever, you know, hung out and talked. And he told me that there was all these bands playing and there was this punk scene, and I didn't know about it. And he had a car and I didn't, so we started hanging out. And he'd already met Billy. And he met Billy through an ad in The Recycler, which was a giveaway paper in the old days, like kind of like um, Craigslist back then where you would go to the gas station or the, the convenience store and you'd get this free one ad paper, and it would have things like personals and selling an old car for $200, and then it would have musicians wanted Billy had um, read an article, someone had showed him a review in the newspaper of the Ramones. They had played in L.A. and he didn't know who it was. It was their first show, I guess. Or, or that was their first record, I guess, or something. Anyway, the review said that they were terrible, their songs were too short, too fast, and there weren't any guitar solos. So he went and got in the car and went and got a Ramones record, you know, because mm-hmm. he'd been doing rockabilly, you know, well, since the 50s, but he'd also been doing rockabilly more recently in his life as a musical form. He'd kind of given up on music, cause, you know, with hair bands. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything he wanted to do. So he put an ad in the recycler, and I think it just said something like, "Want I'm a guitar player, I want to start a band, and like, you know, influences the Ramones. It probably said like Eddie Cochran or something, right? I don't remember. Nobody has a copy of it. <laughs> and John, the same week, put an ad in there saying, want to start a band, you know, the Ramones, and, you know, like whatever else bands he liked at the time, and probably Carl Perkins, you know? So immediately they called each other. I don't know who called who. And they started fooling around in Billy's garage playing songs, playing cover songs and John songs. Then that was right when I met John. He said, you got to come down and meet Billy. we got to hang out, maybe do some music. And then I met Billy, and that was astounding. And then it took us a while to find DJ. That, that is the story. So it is pretty much what we we hear. Yes, the same story. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. All right. I just want, you know, it just always seems like in the punk scene, being female, you always kind of get, oh, yeah, the boys told us, you know, let me join the band. That's a modern version of the punk scene. I have to do that all the time now. It's interesting when you talk about, like, things being long ago. I do a lot of interviews with women who ask me about the sexism in the punk scene and how was I exploited and did I come across, like, was I was I ever propositioned by people? Was I made to do things I didn't want to do? Was I belittled or put down because I was a woman? And, you know, we were just a bunch of kids having fun. We didn't care if we were gay, black, white, straight, Asian, male, female. We didn't have any clue who we even were, that who, let alone who the guy next to us or gal next to us was. So we didn't, uh, we weren't exploitable in a lot of ways because we were, we weren't anything anybody wanted. You know, we were just a bunch of misfits running around doing our own thing. And so we just kind of existed in this free zone. And as far as women goes, you know, there were so many women in that scene that maybe people don't know about, but were so important to it. I think it was kind of 50-50, really. So, um, 
Yeah. Well, I, I, I care. It's just what what did you bring to the party? You know, mm-hmm. literally, what did you bring to the party? Who are you? How much fun are you? How goofy are your clothes? What a great outfit. Come on in. You know, that's all it was. Yep. Well, I agree. I just feel like the people that are, you know, making the history these days kind of sideline the women. So, um, but maybe, and I think, and then also in that women are coming out more, more showing what they, mm-hmm. what they contributed. So, um, I guess so. Yeah. I guess there's some that, I mean, I was there, so I know that fact. Yep. So whether or not people write books and get it wrong or not, I try not to pay attention because it doesn't matter to me. I know what happened. I was there. I, I look at some of these books and these, uh, stories and these articles. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how could someone get things so wrong? <laughs> yep. they, you know, they just make stuff up because pe- they're talking to with people. My memories might be different than someone else's, but not substantially. You know, their experience might be they wanted to, they started the band because they really wanted to get girls. And my, my thing is I, wanted, I started the band because I wanted to change the world. But we both started bands. We were both in those bands. We both had the same amount of fun and did the same kind of stuff you know what i mean right so but just people's telling of it can can really be different you know yeah definitely and i I will say um x was one of those bands who made a documentary in the 80s when you were still active and so your story is there you know like as it was happening not these ones where people try to remember back like um 30, 40 years, like, oh, yeah, you know, and get the facts wrong and stuff. Which Yeah, except that the people that made that video were, like, um, film students and then graduated film students, and it took years and years for them to do that. Uh-huh. And every time they get money, they'd call us and say, let's go rent this place and film. <laughs> and we were so sick of that, working with them and doing things. And back then when you had to do film, it was just, it was excruciatingly endless. And I would get so mad at them. I would be, like, drinking and drinking, and when are we going to do this thing or this song? We're going to do this song. We're going to be sitting here for six hours. And then they'd go, okay, we're ready to film. And I'd be like, I'm, you know, I don't even care. And I'd be just like yelling in the microphone and stuff. (laughs) So it was, it was a weird thing, you know, back then, like the decline of Western civilization. We just didn't even think that thing was ever going to come out. So we didn't take it very seriously. We're just like, yeah, sure. And (laughs) it did. So, you know, I I don't know. I mean, how true are things is like, you know, under duress and and just because it's someone else's idea and you go along with it. I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) things get a little skewed then, too. Yep. (laughs) Um, And all and then I I guess we'll go up to the to the present. You put out an album a couple years ago. Do you have any uh, plans for putting out new new music? Oh, yeah, we do. You know, that was we just finished that right when the pandemic was starting. So it kind of came out at a time we didn't want it to come out. We couldn't tour it, you know. So I thank goodness we did that, right? But um, so we did a Kickstarter live record like years ago. I wanted to release this record we made in Brazil when we were, I mean, I'm sorry, in South America, Brazil, you know, all these towns, all these cities and towns and countries. Anyway, and we were on tour with Pearl Jam, and so they recorded, helped, you know, they recorded us for us and gave us the thing, the recording. They said, here, have fun with these recordings. I said, we got to put this out. So we did. Then we realized we can make a record now. So then we went in the studio and made a record. And then um, it came out, you know, and it, it was a great record, I think, in my opinion. Um, I was really happy with it. I We had a lot of fun making it. It was really uh, creatively and, uh, you know, it's just really rewarding to finally do it. 
So we are working on songs. I think we probably have six songs right now. John and I are working on songs. DJ and I are working on some songs. It's really great. Um, we're going to be working in December on, on writing and probably go in the studio, it looks like, middle of March. All right. And is so it- we don't know what that trajectory will be past that time. But I know what I'm going to be doing between now and the middle of March, and I know, I think, what I'm going to be doing in March. The rest is up to the great spirit, and let's hope right. that we get a favorable outcome. <laughs> and is it the same process of uh, writing songs mm-hmm. these days, or because I are, are you all different. are you all located similar? No, we we have to get together to do it. John's in Texas. The rest of us are out here still in Southern California, and he comes out. Um, yeah, we'll rehearse. We'll get together, rehearse, and and it's just great because it's very much like the early days where John would come in with some music and words that, let's say, I wrote that he contributed to, and then I would have a melody, and he would have some melody, and then we would kind of sing it and play it, and then Billy would just listen to it and listen to it and listen to it, and then say, okay. And then we'd play it, and he would come up like with the beginning of White Girl or something. He'd be like, how did you just make that up right now? You know, you're so genius. But... um so that's kind of how we do it now. We just come in and, and, and start fooling around, and DJ and Billy have parts that they want to play. They have suggestions even for vocals, you know, like, you know, you shouldn't sing there, or you should uh, try this. And, you know, I mean, I can't even believe, you know, 40-some years we've been doing this, and we get along great. I, I don't understand how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we don't always get along great. I should I should qualify that, but we can really get along great when we're working together on songs and you know, just hanging out. Right. It It is rare because it seems like a lot of the bands don't, can't get along. Bands tour without original members and all that, but... Yeah, it's it not. is rare. It's, it's it's so rare that I don't know that there's many of us. I think Los Lobos, you know, also has that wonderful yep. uh, thing that they have where they're still together and obviously... And I, you know, obviously get along, you know. Right. And it, I think it makes a difference musically and sure performance and everything. So it's really great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, I kept you for a long time. I really appreciate you calling in. We're looking forward to, we'll say it again, X is going to be playing in San Francisco on Monday and Tuesday this coming, the second. Is it, or this, the, it is coming up, isn't it? Oh, yeah. my gosh. You know what else is, you know, Low Straight Jackets is opening for us. And I just got to say, if you're, if you, I don't, I'm not inducing people, please come see us play. Come if you want. It would be wonderful. But if you haven't seen Low Straight Jackets or you haven't seen them in a while, kind of like the kicker, you know, please come see them at least because they're so great. And I'm so happy they're, they're playing with us on this tour because I watch them the whole show. You know, they're just, they're just wonderful. Yeah. They- um, I I just yeah. I saw them a few months ago with um, playing with um, Nick Lowe. Nick, oh so, yeah, yeah. So they are great. they are great. That's They're really great. <laughs> really yeah, really fun. Nice. Awesome. Okay, well, yeah. So everybody's got their plans for next week now. Yep. Figured out Monday and Tuesday, Great American <laughs> Musical in San Francisco. Yeah. X and Low Street Jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank you it's so much. Thank you so okay, much well, for thank chatting. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Okay. So long. Bye. Bye.
KXSF LP San Francisco All right, it is 102 here at KXSF. Hey, thanks, Texine, for chatting with me. That was really fun and interesting. We just heard from X doing Nausea from the Los Angeles album, the debut in 1980. And we did start off before that with Adult Books from Wild Gift, the second record, 1981. Go see them at the Great American Music Hall on Monday and Tuesday, December 12th and 13th. And yeah, it is Carolyn here. It's KXSF. Let's hear this. Support for KXSF San Francisco Community Radio is provided by Babylon Burning, San Francisco's oldest screen printer. Babylon Burning is a San Francisco legacy business offering full-service screen printing for your band or company. Located in San Francisco's Soma District at 63 Bluxom Street, Babylon Burning has served the Bay Area since 1976. Their website is babylontee.com. That's B-A-B-Y-L-O-N-T-E-E dot com. All right, and we thank Babylon Burning for helping us here at KXSF. And I want to tell you, too, if you haven't heard, Babylon had a terrible fire on December 2nd, Friday, and um, their business is closed right now. There is a GoFundMe set up. Please donate and support Babylon Burning. Um, our great underwriter, they've made our t-shirts here for so long and they made my personal t-shirts. They just do such good work and we need them to come back, um, stronger than ever. So go fund me, Babylon burning, um, support them, support their workers who are out of work right now. And, um, yeah, my best goes out to all of them. Mike and everyone at Babylon Burning. I also wanted to give away tickets if you want to go see X. I got a pair of tickets. 415-648-SFCR is the number here in the studio. Do you know the name of the latest album they put out? If you do, I will give you the tickets. These are for Tuesday. Great American Music Hall. All Ages Show. X and Los Straight Jackets a pair of tickets for you. And again, thanks to Xene for calling in. That was really fun chatting with her. It is KXSF.
Uh, Ribbon Stage is the name of that band. Oh, no. I like that record a lot. Hit with the most is what it's called. We heard the song Hurst off of that. Ribbon Stage from uh, New York. That record out on K Records. We heard the Maharaz before that. Rock and Roll Graduates. That's the name of their new record out on Caputa Records. House Ghost did Born on Halloween. Their new record is called Another Realm. You can find that on Rad Girlfriend Records. Gutter Oil doing Waste of Space. Their new record called Nine. The numeral, um, Roman numerals, Nine. So I think that's what it is. And we start out with Heavy Mother. That is Eddie Flowers from the Gizmos. His new band. The title track of their album called This Time Around. Feel It Records putting that out soon. I'm looking forward to it. Heavy Mother, the name of the band. And yeah, let's listen to this. Hi, KXSF listeners. This is The Creep, host of Creeping Death Radio Show. One hour of heavy metal every other Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on KXSF, 102.5 FM, San Francisco, spanning all genres of the heavy metal spectrum. Tune in. Turn it up to 10 and get to banging. And remember, if it ain't heavy, it ain't creeping death. Oh, yeah, you always want to tune in to creeping death right here. KXSF. I believe it's on this Thursday, every other Thursday. And I'll also say congratulations to my winner for the X tickets. So many people called. I wish I had more than one pair of tickets. Sorry, everyone. But, um,. Should be a fun show. I will see everyone there next Tuesday, a week from tonight. But would you like to do something tonight? This Tuesday? Tuesday is the day to go out. I get tickets to go to Bottom of the Hill to see the Woggles. They're playing with Hot Laundry and the Mutilations. 21 and over show tonight at the Bottom of the Hill. 415 648 SFCR. 415 648 7327. That is the number in the studio. It is KXSF.
after camping in the rain. Hydroplanes in the grave.
XSF. That band is called Nasty Rumors. They're from Switzerland. Shut the hell up. Bloody hell, what a pity is the name of their new album. Self-released. The song that I have going through my mind. Pretty much whenever I hear, like, you know, someone that I wouldn't be paying attention to talking. <laughs> I'll say it like that. I don't want to name names, but you you know. You're thinking of the same people as me, and you're just like, shut the hell up. Why do I have to see you on the news or, uh, yeah, anything? <laughs> the Corets were before that doing Salta Ir Ramo. That's their latest 7-inch Damaged Goods Records. Uh, the Outsect before that doing Jaguar from their new EP. You can find that on Outro Records. We heard Ivy Green from a new reissue. Um, the A-side is the reissue of the one-sided 7-inch that they put out in 1978. The B-side is the one we heard, Packham Beat, which is uh, pretty catchy. Uh, first time on vinyl, they're saying, recorded around the same time. And Ivy Green, they were from the Netherlands. They call them a uh, proto-punk band. They started in the early 70s when they were kids, played, released that 7-inch, and then grew up, I guess. But I'm glad to have that new reissue. You can find that on the WAP, Shoe WAP Records label. 0% APR before that. Their record is called Higher and Higher Forever. We heard the highway off of that. And we started out with the men. They have a new record out or coming out in 2023. That's what happens when it's December. And people are like, oh yeah, our record will be out soon next year. 2023, New York City is what's going to be called. We heard Hard Living off of that. Fuzz Club Records, The Men, right here at KXSF. KXSF 102.5 FM is one of Community Thrift Store's charity partners. Next time you clean out your closet, bring your stuff to the Community Thrift Store at 623 Valencia Street in San Francisco and make San Francisco Community Radio the charity to benefit from it. All donations are tax deductible to the full extent of the law. That's San Francisco Community Thrift at Valencia and 17. And don't forget to make San Francisco Community Radio the beneficiary charity. Thanks for your support. Oh, and it is so easy to clean out the house and bring your stuff down to Community Thrift and donate and make us, San Francisco Community Radio, okay, XSF, the charity to benefit from it. We thank you for that. I am Carolyn. I will tell you... I'm going to get this over early in the show or halfway through the show. I am doing my annual, or it used to be an annual, hasn't happened for a couple of years, but Christmas celebration, Christmas music celebration. I used to do it at Issues um, for 10 years. I did it there when they would host a party during the Piedmont Street tree lighting ceremony, and it was super fun, and I missed it. So I am going to be doing that this Sunday at the Store Club, 5 to 9 p.m. 
no admission, um, just a bunch of holiday tunes. If you can handle it, four hours of holiday tunes with me at the Store Club in Oakland. Put it on your calendar this Sunday, December 11th. And anything else I want to tell you? Oh, if you want to follow along with the playlist, go to spinatron.com. That's where it is. Updated in real time so you can know what exactly is playing here. Spinatron.com slash KXSF is where you can find us. Let's hear from Chained Bliss. It is KXSF.
102.5 FM, KXXSFLP, San Francisco, and KXSF.FM. Excuse me, I must be full. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It is KXSF. Two o'clock here. My God, diamonds flying. Well, I'm having fun. We just heard from Flea Collar, their new self-released or self-titled record. We heard the song Burning Desire, Flea Collar out of Cleveland, Ohio. Feel It Records putting that one out. Before that, we heard Death Dumplings doing Nanda. That is their new single, their new song. Daddy's Boy did Boston Key Party, the record called Great News. It is out on Drunken Sailor Records. Dangus Tarkus did Concrete Hearts self-title track from their latest release on Ketchup and Mustard Industries. Brethren Hog before that from their album from last year, 2021. Uh, self-titled, we heard the song Egypt. Cassette Apes before that. Past Lives and Hot Knives is what I thought was a new release. But it came out originally in 2019. Just got put out on cassette by the Rare Vitamin Records label. We heard Richard Dreyfus, and I, th- you know, I think that's about the actor, but I don't think it is, because listening to him, <laughs> it's not what he's talking about. Blush before that, doing hits from their Glamour EP, and we start out with Chained Bliss, Devil's Laughter, from their self-titled record, Out on Drunken Sailor. And yeah, it is KXSF. Let's hear this. Old Jerusalem is proud to underwrite KXSF 102.5 FM, a small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission Street at 26th, two blocks from 24th Street, Bart, in San Francisco. All right. And thank you to Old Jerusalem for supporting us here underwriting KXSF. We appreciate it. Um, would you like to call me? 415 648 SFCR four one five six four eight seven three two seven. Tickets to go to the Independent tomorrow night, Wednesday night, to see Barty's Strange, Pom Pom Squad, and They Hate Change. Twenty one and over show at the Independent. Tickets for you and a friend to go. Just make sure you haven't won any Independent tickets from us in the last thirty days. Okay, it is KXSF. Gentle reminder. Today Bay your feathers Feathers Tale of long delay Tether and Gonna be a fire
band is called Gorilla Teens. Yeah, <laughs> Gorilla Teens from Portland, Oregon, from their new 7-inch, that's the A-side, Halfway to Maybe. That is Scott Drake from uh, Humpers and many other bands. His latest band, Gorilla Teens. We heard Poison Boys before that, their new record, it is an LP. It is called Halfway. No, it's not that. <laughs> Sorry, my playlists are getting weird here. Poison Boys, Don't You Turn On Me is the name of that from their new LP. It's title track. Riot Records putting that one out. Poison Boys, Hawk Sally was before that with Dirty Petals. Dave Messed Up is the name of their new CD. They are from Beijing. We heard Bad Waitresses doing Racket Stimulator from their new single out of Royal Mountain Records. Amos and Sarah was before that. That is a new reissue, originally from 1983, called Enough is Enough. Go Home Soldier is the name of the new 10-inch put out by Emotional Response Records. Has the three songs from the original Plus an extra one. Extra unreleased. And we started out with Body Double doing Critter. That one coming off the new Typical Girls Volume 6 compilation. Also out on Emotional Response Records. And yeah, it is KXSF. Listen to this. Drawing from his life work, absorbing the vast terrain of all recorded music, each week, Gage Kennedy expertly curates bespoke programs which lean rock, but reveal connections between genres, eras, continents, and cultures. Plus, he always includes long sections that sound like an old motor sputtering or ominous, crackly, metallic static. It's off the hook. Fridays, 1 to 4, on KXSF LP, 102. All right. (laughs) And um, you want to tune in to Off the Hook every Friday right here at KXSF. Go to KXSF.FM for the entire schedule. Lots of great programs here, including mine. Hi, I'm Carolyn. I'm here every Tuesday from noon until 3 p.m., which means I have a little more than a half hour with you. So let's get into some more music with Hot Chicks, it is KXSF.
KXSF, that band is called Ming City Rockers. They're from the UK. Jill was an anarchist. That is a teaser track for their upcoming album. It's going to be called Lime, Ming City Rockers. Before that, we heard The Mud Club, title track from their new record. It's called Give Me a Thrill, self-released from them. La Breta Suede and the Motel 6 was before that. Teenagers Getting High. That is a new self-released 7-inch from them from New Zealand. We heard Knickers doing It's a Lie. That went off their new cassette collection. A ton of songs on there. We heard Hot Chicks doing Sweater. Legalize It is the name of their new cassette on Flannan Records. Yeah, that was what started off the set right here at KXSF. I do want to tell you that we have restarted our KXSF live sessions on Sundays. And this Sunday, it's going to be Andre Costudio and LX Rudis playing right here, 3 to 4 p.m., live in the KXSF studios. You'll want to tune in. And we're going to be doing that every Sunday. New thing for us. <laughs> New old thing. We did it before the pandemic and then, you know, couldn't have 25 people in a small little studio. So now we can. You want to call me here? 415-648-SFCR is the number in the studio. One last pair of tickets as we're getting close to the 3 o'clock hour. Tickets for Thursday at the Fox Theater to see Role Model playing with Montel Fish. All ages show there Thursday night, December 8th. Just make sure you haven't won any Fox tickets from us in the last 30 days. 415-648-SFCR is the number here in the studio. It is KXSF.
KXSF. That band is called Cosmit. Go, go, go. Coming off their cassette called It's Cosmit. They're out of the UK. Before that, we heard Lobster Bomb from Germany doing Oh Boy. That is their latest um, song, single. Duchess Box Records. We heard Private Wives doing Never Again. That one, a new single from them. And we heard Private Lives before that doing Misfortune coming off their EP. Um, self-titled Feel It Records. We start out the set with Werewolf Jones. Don't Look Now. The new album coming out soon called Rot Away. Big Neck Records putting that out. And yeah, guess what? This is wrapping it up for me, Carolyn. Thank you as always for tuning in. It's been a fun show for me. Thanks to Xine for calling in, chatting with us. And uh, we will see you at the X shows next week. And of course, don't forget Sunday at the Stork Club, 5 to 9, I will be DJing holiday tunes. Fun ones, not the usual mall stuff. And we'll be hanging out and having fun for my cool Yule holiday soiree at the store club. We'll see you there. Anything else I want to tell you? Nope. I will be back here at KXSF next Tuesday at noon. Going to leave you with one more from the clean because I gotta. And I will see you later. Goodbye.